continue on from where I was, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and uh, the 23rd verse. That's where we'll, we'll start tonight. And uh, don't forget to pray and invite people to church for Sunday. Gonna have a great time in the Lord. I know we are. Amen. Because we're going to pray that the Lord is here. Amen. And uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is unity. And, uh, and we're going to pray for unity. Amen. God can take care of every situation, circumstance, whatever. Amen. Because he's on the throne. Amen. And, uh, and brother, brother Justin a while ago was saying about the Lord. I mean, he, he, he hears our prayers. Amen. And he knows what we pray. And if we ask forgiveness, he, he knows how to bury it where he can't even find it. Amen. And uh, when you said that, I was thinking, go right back to, uh, back to really somewhat our lesson today, or at least uh, um, talk about in Exodus, where the death angel came by, and they said, when I see the blood, that's all the, that's all the angel came, angel came by and saw the blood. Okay, I don't even know what's inside there, but whatever, whoever's inside that, that house where that blood's applied, he's, he's okay. It's, he's safe. Amen. So uh, thank God for the blood. Amen. Verse 23, amen, uh, of uh, 11th chapter of Hebrews. And uh, we've talked about Abraham. We've talked about a lot of other folks. And now we got down to Moses. And um, actually, the 11th chapter of Hebrews is uh, there's two main pur purpose persons, I should say, in there that it gave a lot of time to. And uh, one of them was Abraham, and the other was Moses, in which we're going to be talking about tonight. And I hope that we can share some things and maybe can spark some minds and hearts of thinking and, and get, some, get some things that would help us on the journey of life. Amen. Verse 23 says, And by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandments. Now, when he says by faith, Moses there, it, I don't think that's focusing on Moses, but he's talking about uh, the Moses' dad and mom, amen. And by faith, they, and, and, and let me just basically say, you can't, you can't explain some things because I don't know what they saw, but I am assuming, just like you sometimes, you feel the spirit, you feel sense of this is, this is what God wants. And it doesn't say that God told them anything, but they saw that it was a proper child. It was... It was just, they just felt like, I'll, I'll, I, will, I will give my life, amen, to be disobedient to the Egyptians because they want me to kill this baby and I've, I'll give my life for it. They, they actually put their lives on the line. They hid the baby so that the Egyptians wouldn't kill it because they saw it was, 
they, 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 they could look at it and they could look at it and say, this child, I, I, God, God's got his hands on this child. Amen. Praise the Lord. Aren't you, aren't you glad that, amen, that, that people like, amen, Amram and, uh, now I can't even call his mother's name, Shachabad. Yeah, she, uh, they, uh, they were willing to give their lives. And of course, I mean, I'm not going to go through the story. But they, uh, when they feel, felt like it, they couldn't hide it anymore, they had to come up with something else. And they put the, put the little baby in the bulrushes and so forth and, and just say, okay, God, here's, this is all we can do. This is the best we can do. Now I'm going to ask you to do the rest. And God worked it all out. Didn't he? Amen. Amen. Put him right in Pharaoh's house. Amen. So he could be protected. They weren't going to kill one of their own. Amen. Amen. And then uh, he said, this, the message, these messages uh, in the next three verses reveals the spirit and the attitude of Moses. After this, it says, he meant that because he was, they saw the proper child and so forth, that they were not afraid of the king's commandments. And then by faith, Moses, when he came to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Amen. Amen. And now I, uh, I will point out something that I think uh, I don't want to deal with it too much, but uh, you know the story. Miriam watched the baby until Pharaoh's daughter saw it and took it, and she said, may I get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby? And, oh, yeah, I take the baby, and you, you take care of it, carried it right back to his mama. And historians will say sometimes that she became a nursemaid to that baby for, or for that child, even up when he went to the, went to the palaces. I don't know for sure, but I, I, I assume that. But there's one thing for certain. She was instilled with something that the palace didn't give him. Because when he come to years, he refused. He knew who he was. He knew God. He knew the God, amen, of the Jews. He knew the stories. Some way he knew the stories. That in 400 years, they're going to come back, and it's time now for it. Amen. Amen. He, he, he'd heard all of that. And this is why that... Moses took his stand because, amen, he, 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 he knew that he was a part of something bigger than Egypt. Amen. Praise God. And the sad part is here in, 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 in this lesson, I guess I can say it because we're going to go through it just in, as, as the by faith is, but the 400 years of time the Jews had been down in Egypt, Many of them are just like somewhat in this generation. Now, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a smorgasbord myself. My daddy was a, uh, Irish. My mother was a Netherland and part German, and uh, my dad was something else too. But, uh, but here I am. Amen. <laughs> And so in 400 years, you can imagine how the Jews was. They had forgotten about all other things. They'd forgot about anything, you know. 
they just will eat, drink, and be merry, or just whatever. And and they were so they were so attached to Egypt. Now you wonder sometimes why God had to send the plagues and and so forth, and why God put them under persecution in such a way that they were crying out for help. Amen. It's sometimes, sometimes uh, you have to get stirred in your heart and your mind. Sometimes you have to get stirred by situations and circumstances you cry out. Amen. I, uh, excuse me, my mind sometimes it just, some thoughts flash there. But it's been a few years ago that uh, a person called me. They had been in church here some years past from that. And they called me, and they wanted me to open up a church to pray. That was when we was still in the old church. So I came over and opened it up. And they didn't want me to pray with them. They just wanted to go ahead and pray, you know, in their cell. They just, so I, I let them go. I let them pray. Amen. I, they didn't want me to pray with them or whatever. Uh, and I don't know what happened, but they hadn't been back since. Evidently, whatever. Their, their stirring was just a, uh, you know, spoon stirring a big pot or something. Uh, but uh, the Lord had to get Israel wanting to leave Egypt. <laughs> oh, me. Sometimes when you say, well, somebody's in trouble and they got, they got situations, circumstances in their life, you need to pray for them. And you ought to just say, praise God, hallelujah. Amen. Maybe they'll change. Amen. <laughs> Could I get an amen? Or am I saying I'm out of, out of order? Amen. Amen. Moses chose to suffer the afflictions with the people of God by faith. Amen. But I'll back up to when he became the years. Moses chose when he became of age. That age we do not know. It is believed. And it was writing. The writer, I was just reading somebody's writing, they assumed that he was probably a teenager because you know how teenagers are. <laughs> they, uh, they, they don't want to, well, they don't, don't want to mind, I guess, but but Moses chose to suffer with the people of God. Amen. He, he, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. No doubt. That is when, amen, he, he was a teenager, as I said a while ago. At, uh, and then, of course, Moses, the next act of Moses was that, that his, his feelings and uh, I, I'm reading these books and it says possibly when it says Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, amen, uh, he, uh, he had already left the uh, palace. He came back, you know, when he wanted to, but he was, he was going out there and uh, feeling for the, for the Jewish people because they were getting beat and they were, I don't know for sure whether they were building the pyramids or not. Some people say that the, 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 uh, the uh, 
Jews built the pyramids. Neither, neither here nor there about that. But Moses was concerned about those folks that were being persecuted. And when Moses tried to stop them, or tried, you know, because he slew the Egyptian, when he did that, amen, he was assuming that the children of Israel would have, would have somehow felt like God is intervening for us. But not so. Moses had to flee from his own people or from Egypt because of what he did, and it didn't seem to faze the people much at all. And uh, that's where I'm getting back to what I said a while ago. I, and I think God said, well, let's go on, uh, flee, and uh, I'll take care of it. When you come back, he didn't say it, but when you come back, they'll be wanting to go. I'll, I'll, make, it, I'll make it to where the, their seat's so hot that they want to sit down. I'll make it to where that they're crying out for help. Amen. I, amen. They, they're, they'll be wanting to leave when you get back. And it didn't seem that that was so much until they got the first few plagues was even the, uh, the Israelites themselves had part of it. They suffered them. And then, then according to the latter part, you know, amen, they, they, were, they were really getting desirous to go. Amen. But Moses, the Bible says in verse 25 says, amen, that he chose to suffer the afflictions with the people of God Amen, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He chose to suffer the afflictions with the people of God. And this is where they say that evidently Moses had already, he left the palace and went out to, amen, be a part of the Jewish people. That's who I am. He refused to be called son of Pharaoh's daughter. Amen. And then he... Uh, he uh, chose rather to suffer with them. I want, I want to be a part of the suffering saints, suffering God's people. You know, there's a, there's a need in this generation for you and I to have some compassion. I don't know how many times I, I, I hadn't even checked the Bible to see how many times that Jesus was moved with compassion move with concerns and move with interest in those that uh, he was seeing that was they, went, they were sheep without a shepherd or they was, they was hungry or whatever. And I, I know that the Lord is moved with compassion upon his people and people at all. Amen. And uh, that's, that's the spirit and attitude I think that we could say, amen, that we were talking about today in, in, in Moses. He had a he had a he had a hunger for for the for the people that were suffering amen amen and then of course uh, uh, rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin let's go back to exodus i want to read some from exodus the third chapter exodus chapter 3 and i will begin reading at verse number 7 Exodus 3 and 7 says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the afflictions of my people 
which are in Egypt and have heard their crying by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. I am come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them unto, bring them out that the land unto the, to a good land and a large into a land that floweth with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hattites and the Amorites and the Pezzarites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Amen. And, I'm, and now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel to come unto me and I have seen, also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Amen. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth, amen, my people, amen, the children of Israel out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, now, I, you know, I, I do know the circumstances. I do understand even how Moses felt there because uh, they, was, uh, they was the ones that run him out, you know, more or less, when he slew the Egyptian. The next day, you know, the story uh, that he was, he was talking about. The, now, don't you, don't you guys be fussing. Don't, now, y'all, y'all, are, y'all are brothers. But don't be fussing here. Well, what are you going to do about it? You're going to kill us like you did the Egyptian? Well, Moses then knew that the word was out and Moses had to flee. And now 40 years later, God's talking to him here. He's wanting to go back to Egypt. And God said, these are my people. I'm going to bring them out. And then Moses, <laughs> well, you can imagine 40 years. And uh, I'm not going to argue with anybody about the situation. But Moses was st- st- stuttering or, you know, he couldn't, 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 couldn't talk well, good. I don't know. I can tell you, if I had spoke English in 40 years, and I had been over in, uh, well, Lord mercy now, can you call it, uh, Senegal, uh, if I had been over there talking that language for 40 years, I probably couldn't speak a word of English either. Moses had probably lost now. I mean, this, this, is, this is Patterson, okay. There is some commentaries that say that. But most of them, people say that he was stuttering. and he, he, he couldn't, he couldn't, he, he couldn't, he couldn't talk. But uh, his problem was, I hadn't spoke a word of the Egyptian in forty years. I don't know if sure where I could remember it or not, you know. But be that as it may, God was trying to talk to, trying to talk to Moses now, to get him to go back. Hello and draw the people out. Amen. Moses said unto God, who, who am I that I should go, this is verse number 11, that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Skipping down to verse 15, just for, uh, I, I, don't, I can't read all of this. And God said, moreover unto Moses, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, amen, amen, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial, amen, unto all generations. Now, if you want to read verse 14 of that, I am God, amen, I am, I am the I am, 
And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. You go tell him that God sent you here. What's your name? Who are you? Tell him I am the I am. I'm the self-existent one. I don't need nothing from anybody as far as me to exist. I mean, I, I control it, you know. You tell him who, who it was that sent you. Amen. And you know the story, amen, of how that Moses was struggling with that. Amen. And then we, we verse, uh, let's just read verse 8. Or I, 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 verse, uh, chapter 8 and verse 1. Amen. Then it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go into Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. And if thou refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all thy borders with frogs and so forth. And you read all those plagues that became, amen. And, you know, as I said a while ago, some of the struggles that Israel had to want to go, amen, had to be brought by uh, pain and suffering. Okay? And so to change Pharaoh's mind had to be the same thing. So both of them was working in tandem with each other, amen, to get Pharaoh to, to, to let them go and get for the people to want to go. Now, I, I have never, never understood, amen, sometimes the, uh, the things that people go through and still don't want to come to God. Amen. But you got to, you got to, you got to pray, yeah. That the Lord can take care of the situation and circumstance. Hallelujah. Amen. Now we're going to turn to verse, back to uh, Hebrews. Amen. To verse 25. Amen. And it says that he had chosen rather to suffer the fiction for the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I didn't talk about that a while ago. Now, can you imagine? What was, what was the benefits, I guess it's, that's not the right word. What circumstances that Moses was under when he was living in the palace? You ever, you ever read about Cleopatra? <laughs> Cleopatra? You know, you ever, you ever read about her, her, her lifestyle that she had? And the way that she lived and and that's just, a, that's just one of those peaks of those pleasures of sin. Cleopatra, uh, uh, Julius Caesar, amen. He's the Roman soldier. He was the commander of the Roman government. He came down there and they had some, they had some children. And then when Julius Caesar got overthrown, uh, uh, the uh, next one is, uh, I can't even call his name now, uh, Mark Anthony and he came down there and the same thing there's both there's, there's both amen using immorality to try to somehow appease each other to keep them from fighting or yes or whatever and having children with each other that's kind of a lifestyle that Moses was around I guess it make you sick you know to say that's, that's a kind of a kind of a lifestyle that he had or he said I don't want that. I don't want it. I chose to suffer the affliction of the people of God than to 
go through all that stuff because I want you to know something. When you make up your mind and when you understand, amen, where this world's going, the consequences of life down here, amen, you can choose God over anything that the world has to offer. Amen. This world is not our home. We're just a passing through. Our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels are beckoning us. Hallelujah. From God's open door, we can't feel at home in this world anymore. I want to read from the I want to read from the New English Bible. That word, that uh, verse there. That's why I want to come back to it even here in the English Bible in, in verse number 26 uh, of, uh, of Hebrews 11, 26. He said, he considered the stigma that rests in God's anointing greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. For his eyes were fixed upon the coming of the day of recompense. Or, or what it was saying, Becky's the reward. I had rather look for the reward that God has than anything that the world has to offer us. Moses fixed his eyes upon the future. Praise God. Amen. I want to read, let's go to Exodus, the uh, 33rd chapter. Exodus chapter 33. Amen, and I'll begin reading verse number 13. Exodus 33 and 13 says, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy glory, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. This is Moses talking to God. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence goes not with me, carry us not up hence. Hallelujah. I want to skip down to verse 18. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. He said it again. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, I, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and I, will come, I, will, I shall come to pass while I, my glory passes by that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock, and I will cover thee with my hands while I pass by, and I will take away my hand that thou shalt see my back parts but my face shall thou not see. Now, this is after they got out, you know, this is when Moses was on the mountain, not with a burning bush, but now he is asking God to show him the glory. He's, he's up there getting the inf information for building the tabernacle and, uh, and the Ten Commandments and so forth. Moses said, show me your glory. And he said, I'm going to show you my hinder part. Amen. Now, I, I would think that I am when well... Uh, and, and, and well uh, uh, 
I say, uh, in company, well, company, if I was to tell you, that's where God, God gave Moses the, the story of Genesis. Mo, God, Mo, uh, Moses wrote the story of Genesis from God's instruction. I'm going to show you what I have done in the past. I'm going to show you my past. I'm going to tell you about creation. Hello? I'm going to tell you about all of these things. And he, he brought Moses up to date. As far as, I, I, in other words, amen, Moses wrote the genealogy and, uh, and, and creation, as I say, the story. Amen. He said, I'm going to show you what I have done in the past, but I can't show you the present or I'm not showing you the future except through prophecy. I'm not going to show it to you. Amen. You can't see me. You can't see what I'm doing right now. Amen. In its fullness. Amen. I, I think I can... I think that's the best interpretation that I could give to that. Amen. And, uh, and uh, Deuteronomy. Um, this, is, this is Moses writing. Deuteronomy, he's talking. Deuteronomy chapter 18. And uh, read a verse 2 there. Deuteronomy 18, verse 15. Amen. Deuteronomy 18 and 15 says it like this. And the Lord thy God, now this, this is Moses writing now to the children of Israel and to us. And the Lord thy God will raise up thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, liken unto me, unto him ye shall hearken. In other words, Moses now is writing a farewell message in Deuteronomy. He said, God's going to raise up somebody. Amen. And did you, did, did, did I read this a while ago? Uh, he hadn't, I don't, didn't read it all, but he said, well, uh, excuse me. It says in verse 26, esteem the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt for he had respect unto the recompense and reward he esteemed the reproach of Christ it's the first time somewhere Moses got a vision of the messianic prophecies or messianic savior amen I, 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 I had rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. Can you sing that song? I'd rather have Jesus than anything else. I would to God that everyone, everybody that comes to this church could say one thing, I'd rather have Jesus than anything else the world has to offer. I want you to know the world's, amen, because he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches because you know what? What would it profit a man if she gained the whole world and lose his soul? Amen. Streets of gold, walls of jasper, gates of pearls. I don't know all about all that. I, it's, I know what the scripture says. But I don't know what all God has to offer, but it's eternal life, no sin, no sickness, no disease, no, no sorrow, no death. Amen. Egypt offered nothing to that. But he considered Egypt was one of the richest people, richest nations in the world at that time. But it had nothing to compare 
what somehow he had either saw or heard or understood, some way he knew that Messiah, God, was coming back, not only as he is sending Moses back to Egypt, but God was going to come. He was going to be with them on the way. But he, he, he knew that God, amen, was going to uh, save his people. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 7. And I'll read one verse of scripture there, Acts chapter 7. And uh, verse 37. Acts 7 and 37 says this, This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you. Of your brethren, liken unto me, him shall you hear. This is he that was in the children in the wilderness, was an angel which spake to him of the mountain of Sinai and was of our fathers who received Amen. The living oracles of God. Amen. Now in Acts the seventh chapter, he's telling what Moses said here in Deuteronomy. Amen. Was speaking to me. Praise God. Speaking to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. Amen. If we got faith to believe the word of God, it should not ever be a problem with people living for God. Amen. And, uh, well, one of my little verses again. All things work together for good. And I, I don't know, I don't think I give this justice tonight, but I do believe that God was working on the Egyptians with the plagues. He was working on the Jews with their persecution to get both of them. Amen. He was just working together. Amen. Amen. Moses, you just do what I tell you to do. I'll take care of the rest of it. <laughs> I'll make the children of Israel want to go and then I'll make the Egyptians want them to go. Hallelujah. And sometimes I pray that God would be the same with some people I pray for. I hope that he'll make them want to get to the altar and pray and uh, and uh, Lord, I want them to come to the altar to pray. Amen. I'm telling you something. God knows how to work your, work your chain. I guess I can say it that way. Amen. The Lord's trying to save us all. Everyone else. And the other people out there too. But he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. God must have told Moses of his coming to this earth as a man. Amen. And for there was no Bible, there was no written. Moses didn't get it from, from, the, from the library. He was the writer of the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Only Enoch, as we made mention, I think here few weeks ago, only Enoch, the only story, the thing that we know is written, amen, beyond the flood, or back beyond the, before the flood that's ever been brought forth from there, amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number five, 
Maybe we just turn back the page there to that. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was translated, for he should not see death. and He was not found because God had translated him, for before he translated, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Enoch could have, uh, you know, could have, I don't know. But God, God gave Moses, or Moses got the, got the word, even in the whole writing of the book of Genesis. Amen. Jude chapter 14. Amen speaks of Enoch too. I don't, I don't, Jude chapter 14. Jude verse 14 and 15. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these sayings, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. Jude said, you know, that's what Enoch said in his writings, even to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, amen, of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, amen. Jude was saying, the Lord's going to come back 10,000 of his saints. And he got that, amen. He, he was quoting Amen, Enoch for that. And uh, there's five books, I think, they said it was Enoch, but only one of them is, a, is a, found them all to be uh, somebody trying to write a book to, to get a little inspiration, or uh, not inspiration, but get a little uh, notoriety, I guess. Amen. Amen, for, for he, Moses, had respect for the recompense of the reward, verse 27. Well, let just, let's turn to Mark, first of all. Mark, the eighth chapter. Mark, chapter eight, verse 31. Amen, Jesus talking. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the, of the elders and of the chief priests and the scribes and, and be killed and after three days rise again and he spake saying openly and Peter took him and began to rebuke him but when he had turned about and looked on him he met his disciples he, he rebuked Peter saying get thee behind me Satan for thou sabrest not the things that be of God but the things that be of men amen now what's yeah, of course, this is a story. We've we made mention of that, and we'll talk about it too. Maybe, maybe Sunday, I don't know. But uh, Jesus was talking to them about what's going to happen to him. Because when Messiah comes, he's going to take care of everything in the world. You know, he's, the world's going to have peace, and we're going to have, a, and Israel's going to live in safety and peace and so forth. And it, he, they, they, that's their thinking was, Amen. And Jesus tried to tell his disciples, well, I'm, I've come to go to the cross. I've come to die. I've come to offer myself as a sacrifice for the sins of the people. He didn't say all of that. But he let them know that he came to die. And that didn't fit into their theology at all. And Peter, Peter just couldn't, couldn't accept what Jesus said, right? Amen. And he became someone that said, no, you can't do that. And Jesus said, that sounds like a devil to me. <laughs> I'm just living this because he was saying, 
I don't want no voices. I know voices of opposition to me going to the cross didn't come from God. Because this is what I came for. And whoever is opposing what I came for or speaking against it sure didn't come from God. That's why he said what he did. Right? Amen. Hallelujah. If you want to notice verse 35, he says that's like this. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. Now, he's talking to us now. Amen. For what will it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Jesus had the same feelings and attitudes, or I shouldn't say attitude, he had the same sayings basically that Moses was saying. Ain't nothing in this world worth even losing my soul for. Egypt, ain't the, the money of Egypt, I choose to suffer the afflictions of the people of God. And that word ought to be something that each one of us can say today. I choose to whatever comes our way. I want to tell you something, brothers and sisters. We have in this generation, I think, a period of time that I, I didn't ever believe it would happen. Amen. Our country's tearing apart, but I do believe this. I believe the Lord's taking his hands off America, and I believe judgment's going to come. And I also believe that the church is going to suffer because I don't think half of us here are wanting to get out of here. We just enjoy it too much. I heard a preacher say one time, heard, heard this story. The preacher said, uh, How many want to go to heaven? Yeah. How many want to go to One woman hold up her hand. She says, Hey, son, don't you want to go to heaven? He said, Sure, I do. But I thought you was fixing to leave tonight, you know, and I wouldn't want to go on this one. Yeah. I, I want to go to heaven. But we are too content sometimes and too occupied in this world. Harder to think about the lost and harder to think about goodbye, world, goodbye. And uh, that's sobering, quest, sobering statements I'm making, but I think it's a sobering thought for you to think too. Because, folks, I was praying a while ago. I was praying a while ago. I, Lord, I, I would hate for you to come tonight and to know that there's people that I would love to see in heaven that I hadn't talked to him the last few weeks, you know, or hadn't talked to him about it. I, I, it, would, it would trouble me very, 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 very much if the Lord was to come tonight, I would feel so bad. Uh, you know, you ain't, you, you, you're moaning inside, but you ain't seeing nothing outside, are you? Amen. But the scripture says, amen. Well, oh, well, let me read the next last verse and I'll go on. Verse 39, 37. For what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? Or what is people changing? 
They're changing heaven. They're changing their opportunity to go to heaven for the things of this world. Amen. Now, verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. It don't matter what you say, Pharaoh. God told me to tell you this. And of course, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take just a second or two here to tell you. Pharaoh was changing his mind. Every, every plague that happened, he said, you know, you ain't going nowhere, you know. Then you can go. Then you can go out there and worship. And just leave your wife and kids and all your thing here. Uh, you can take this with you. No, no, we're, we're going to, there's not going to be one hoof left when we leave here. We're not going to be a bargain. We're not bargaining for our souls. We're not going to be bargained out of us leaving here. We're going to leave. The church is going to leave here. They call it the church. People of God. We're all going to leave here. Amen. And he forsook Egypt. He wasn't afraid now. Amen. Praise God. You can almost see Moses growing in faith and confidence time after time that God was dealing with him. Amen. I, I, and God kept talking to him. And everything that Moses did was what God told him to do. So he had confidence in what God was going to do because God was, it was always doing what he said he was going to do. You tell Pharaoh, if this don't happen, if you don't let him go, frogs are coming. The lice are coming. The hail's coming. Amen. And, and, and uh, you're, you're, you're just going to have to say it right now or you, you're going to wish you had <laughs> because God's not going to stop until you get ready to let him go. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, he was uh, Moses. Uh, so we ask his, I mean, I ask this question. Why was he not fearful now? As you remember, 40 years ago, Moses fled. Amen, because he didn't want to face Pharaoh with killing one of his soldiers. Moses now was employed by Jehovah God. By faith, I know God is going to win. God's not going to lose this battle. Hallelujah. Can I tell you the same thing today? Amen. I don't know how it's all going to turn out, but God's not going to lose. Amen. He's not going to lose. Hallelujah. It's all going to work together for the good of humankind. And that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter sometimes how we situations thinks about, amen, what all happened to us all. You know, I've, I, I'm not going to tell my story. Told it too many times already, I guess. Amen. But Romans 8, 28 was given to me in the lowest hours of my life. And uh, I was just telling God, I, I kept my word, but you didn't keep yours. 
My mother wrote me and said, everything's working together for good. And here I am down in Dothan, Alabama. Had never heard of the place. But it was because the hand of God brought me to Fort Rucker. <laughs> and I felt the call of God to the ministry. I'd have probably never been a preacher and not been for the Lord, just totally upsetting everything from me. And now I can look back and it's my favorite scripture. All things work together for good. I'm not going to tell you I, I figured God out, but I trust him. You hear me? I trust him. Amen. That he is, he is, in, he is doing things for my best interest and your best interest. Amen. Praise God. Amen. He endured as seeing the invisible. Amen. And then what and then what he says here in scripture? He was he was seeing the invisible. He knew things. If he just if you just trust God, it'll be it'll work out all right. If you'll lean on God, it'll work out all right. Whatever God does, and I will tell this story. It's been a long time since I told the story. But I can remember it till this very day. It was probably around 60, 1960 or 61. I can't even remember your guy's name sometimes. But but Brother O'Brien, he went from Louisiana. Uh, Brother Sullivan, you might have heard of them, the O'Briens. Brother O'Brien was came to our church and he was preaching for us, uh, and he told the story of what happened to him just some year before then. And uh, his son was 18 years old. He was graduating from high school. They was having a what they called the singers, where they have the dances. What it is? What's it called? Prom. The church was. I mean, <laughs> the school was having a prom. And he ain't going to no prom. So they asked him to go. Uh, the church, next neighbor in church asked him to go over and preach on a Friday night. And so he goes over there and preaches a youth rally at Friday night. God moved a great way in that church service that night. Got in his car and started to home. Had a car wreck and was killed. And Brother O'Brien, Brother O'Brien almost died in the travail of it. He said, uh, I was asking God, why, why? His classmates was drunk and immorality of all kinds and he was out there preaching and all of them went home happy. How come you to take my son? And said he, he spent the church from Sunday to Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Sometime Wednesday night, I think or Thursday. He stayed there three days or four days. And he was just wrestling with his own spiritual relationship with God. And said he finally got in the corner of the church and said, God, I love you and I give up. I don't know why you do what you do. But I'm going to say thank you because you know best. He said when that happened, when he said that, Amen. The power of God just came over him. Started talking to him. Said, "You know, I know. I knew that boy's future, and you didn't. 
And he said, I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I'll never forget. The man was crying and bawling, telling the story. And it was coming from his heart because, you know, we got to trust him in the good times. We got to trust him in the bad times. When we can't see what's going on and what God is doing, we still have to trust him. I battle through them, some of them things myself. And I know that many of you have to battle through stories. But I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, Moses is an example, amen, to let us know it really doesn't matter what position or condition we're in. Amen. We can trust in God. Amen. But don't get attached to this world. Amen. Don't get attached to this world. Amen. Moses chose to rather the self-affliction with the people of God than get attached to the things that was offered to him in this world. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I know that the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. But Moses was seeing something out there. He endured as seeing something that wasn't there is invisible. But I do know. I do know it's there. That's what we have to have in our minds. We've got to be able to focus and see, amen, as Brother Harrelson is one of his favorite, I guess, cliches he says, amen, he's looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Amen. We're looking for a city. Moses was looking for that promised land, that city, amen, that place that God had prepared. He was seeing the invisible. And he, I don't know where he got a glimpse of it or not. But I do know this. If God give her, give us a glimpse of heaven, they would nothing stop us from getting there. And somewhere we have got to start looking for that city. Start seeking. Amen. Praise God. Second Peter. And I'm going to conclude. Second Peter chapter 1. And I'm going to begin at verse number 3 through verse number 10. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertaineth unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory, amen, and virtue, whereby we are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises. Hallelujah. We got the promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, give all diligently, add to your faith virtue, amen, to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, to temperance patience, and patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful, in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, amen, and have forgotten that he was purged from his sin, old sins. Wherefore, the rather brethren give diligently, 
give diligently to, to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fail. Shall we stand? Praise God. Folks, there's better things for us on the other side. I, uh, uh, let me see. I did not lift any other. But I, uh, I got three statements made by Polycarp. And uh, he was he's saying, you know, I, he was, he was fixing time to a stake if he didn't recant. He said, 80 and six years I've been serving the Lord and the Lord has never failed me yet. Amen. And so he, he, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to recant. He said, well, he said, get on with what you're doing. He said, I am, you know, I'm, I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. Just get on with what you're doing. And they tied him to the stake and burned him at stake. Amen. He was looking for something better. Yeah. Amen. Folks, we got better things. Better. Hallelujah. The whole book of Hebrews is better. You know that. We already read, went through it almost a year. Amen. Wednesday nights. Better, 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 better. And Moses is one of those that tells us, hey, it's better to serve God and to forget about what Egypt has to offer. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the faith that you put in our hearts. And may we have the eyesight of Moses. Amen. So we can see the invisibles. May we have, God, an eyesight, Lord, and a vision of things that you have prepared for us. Amen. Because you have revealed it unto us by your Spirit, the Spirit. I have not seen, ears not heard. It's never hit in the heart of man what you can do for us, God, but you have revealed it unto us by your Spirit. May Jesus tonight, God, we get that Spirit, Lord, amen, so strongly within us. God, we cannot be shaken regardless of what America does, the world does, or whatever's going to happen in this world. We do know, we read the book, that one-third of the population, God, is going to be destroyed before you come back. And that's sad, two billion-plus people. Two billion-plus people, nearly three billion. My Lord, not enough graves going to have. But that's, that's what you said. So, Lord Jesus, may we never even think of what the world has to offer when we see what Moses has, has given up or left behind and never even thought of turning back because he was looking forward. Help us to look forward tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you.